0: This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stance.
1: You can breathe easy, the points are safe. Liverpool made to sweat, but Bobby coming up trumps as Firmino's late effort saw Liverpool beat Wolves 2-1 at Molyneux. Welcome to the post-game podcast here on Blood Red. I'm Guy Clark as we bring you all the fallout from the Reds' 13th consecutive Premier League win as they remain 16 points clear at the top of the table. I'm sure we'll have many more stats, facts and figures thrown in as well before we're out here on post-game But coming up, we'll hear from Jurgen Klopp in his post-match press conference. We'll hear the thoughts of the fans through our Blood Red podcast Facebook group, as well as some of our regular contributors. The Reds, though, made to work for the win at Molyneux. Firmino's goal the ninth time this season. Liverpool have scored in the final ten minutes of a Premier League game. And watching on down at Molyneux for the Echo were our chief Liverpool FC writer Ian Doyle and Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst.
2: Hello and welcome to Molyneux, where we've just watched Liverpool continue the quest to win the Premier League by winning two goals to one. Uh, Paul, uh, it was a bit of a tough game for Liverpool, wasn't it? I mean, that's what we were expecting, to be honest. Jurgen Klopp said beforehand, the Wolves are a very good team, they don't lose many games. I think this was only the sixth defeat, wasn't it, in the Premier League this season. But, you know, Liverpool made it hard work and once again, another late goal, which we love as journalists, don't we?
3: Yes, um, I've just said then in, in, the, in the other video we do the verdict that this was probably Liverpool's toughest game of the season so far. I think, obviously, the, the 1-1 draw are all traffic of the side. They're the only points that Liverpool have dropped this season, but this was this was difficult. Uh, Liverpool um, scored one at the, one at the beginning and one at the end, didn't and in between that, Wolves had the right good go. Um, Wolves, when they played at Anfield less than a month ago, they didn't have Raoul Jimenez. Didn't have a Dharma Triore for most of the game and um, they were back in today and, and showed why they're so highly rated. I thought both of them were excellent, in particular Triore, he just looks such a such a threat whenever he gets it. You get like five men around him and he still finds a way past it with his pace and his, uh, his power. I thought he was excellent, but Liverpool, as they invariably do now, um, come through it um, unscathed. I've uh, seen a funny tweet actually about 15 minutes or so. Uh, Football was a game played by 22 men. And after 90 minutes, Liverpool win. Yeah. Um, It's it's the old
2: Germany thing. That's what Gary Gary Laker said that many, many moons ago, talking about. But then Liverpool have the air about them, don't they? I mean, it's weird because you could sense at the end of the game, when Firmino scored, you didn't really think that Wolves were going to... They had the one chance, didn't they, from, from Jota. Yeah. But other than that, they didn't really threaten... And at the end of the game, the the home crowd had been completely behind their team all the way through. They, they kind of I wouldn't say they celebrated, but they certainly weren't upset at the end. Really. They were very appreciative of the efforts of the, of the Wolves team. And that shows you that you know how far Liverpool have come and what Liverpool now do to other teams. Whereby, if a very good team like Wolves gets beat at home, their fans still applaud them.
1: Yeah,
3: well, as we said, it was only, it's only their sixth defeat this season, so now it's it's one more more than Manchester City. So coming into this game, only Liverpool of have lost less than them Liverpool obviously hmm. you have to taste the feet we don't know what that feels like do we anymore it seems a long time ago now since they, they lost in in Napoli back in September um, we're now edging towards February
2: and Liverpool still haven't lost but don't forget the Aston Villa game
3: and the uh, yes I mean that's a massive asterisk next to that one isn't it you know the <laughs> under 10s as we were way.
2: saying it's 40 games unbeaten now Liverpool are 16 points clear at the mm. top Um Manchester City, the way that the fixtures have gone Liverpool play their game in hand against West Ham that's next week, Liverpool then go first the following weekend at home to, Thampton, yep. to Tottenham uh, against Manchester City the following day, so by the time City play, there's, there is a chance that Liverpool could be 22, 22 points, points clear to 16 at the moment, it's just it's what is Basically, just remarkable and ridiculous is becoming almost well, like standard now.
3: I know it's it's strange, isn't it? It's not like Liverpool have been doing this for years and years either. It's just it's just been this season, but now it's almost become the norm. Where had Liverpool have lost this tonight? You're looking at it, thinking, oh, 13 points doesn't really seem that unassailable now, does it? Just because the fact that they have been 16, so maybe it'll feel like that next week and Liverpool are 22 points clear, and then it goes back to 19, and you think, oh, is there still a chance? I think if if City had to Tottenham next season, the next week with the twenty-two point gap, they might just throw the towel. in, might I mean yeah, just They'll
2: oh, throw the towel. In, will. He? But they, I mean, he
3: won't. But I mean, maybe they'll think, "Oh, we'll give up on this one and then just look towards the Champions League yeah. and rest one or two, But
2: it represents an opportunity though, for Liverpool yeah, does it to yeah, make it, to make a big move. That's yeah. why this was such a big win. And as you say, it was the most difficult game this season, probably you'd have to say, in the scheme of things, might be one of their biggest wins as well.
3: Yeah, undoubtedly. I mean. Roberto Firmino hasn't scored at Anfield this season, but he's up to 10 now, and they've all been, well, most of them have been important goals. I think he's been responsible now for, well, he has been responsible for 15 points for this Liverpool team, and, and when you think of, you know, they're only 16 clear, that shows you how vital his winning goals have been. Um, 11 games now by a one goal margin. It's um, they're, not, they're not steamrolling teams, they're, they're in it every game until the end virtually, aren't they?
2: Does that make it more satisfying when they do actually get a win? Because, you know, they could have said they'd have won here, not saying they would have done, but they would say they win 3-0. It's a bit of a cruise, but to to do it the way that they did it, and they keep on doing that, is that what makes this, you know, all the more satisfying?
3: Yeah, I mean, we keep hearing about how poor the Premier League is, but Liverpool aren't winning fours and fives every week, are they? They've been in games pretty much every week until the last few minutes. Um, so I, I don't really buy that notion. I just think Liverpool have just got that... Strength of character, um, the willingness to fight until the very last second—whatever you want to call it, Klopp calls it the mentality monsters. Obviously, doesn't he? That's the the fabled phrase. But Liverpool, Liverpool will just just dig in every every time, and um, it's a pleasure to watch. And you're, and you're thinking, how, what is going to beat them? Um,
2: Probably themselves. In the it's end going to be it's going to it be an be. absolute
3: shocker of an off day, which mm. they don't really have, and it's going to be an outstanding performance from a, an opposition, but. Even when either of those have sort of threatened to happen, they're still not losing. So um, they're going to march towards this title and you're just kind of thinking how many points are they going to win it by? And um, there
2: were well one or two good <coughs> individual performances. Look at Jordan Henderson, he scored yeah. the goal you mentioned for me. You know, Joe Gomez did well at centre-back and Alison Becker made saves when he when he was required. But there was one down point and that was uh, Sadio Mane's injury 33 minutes I think it was when he went off just yeah. walked straight off in the end uh, Jürgen Klopp said afterwards it looks like a muscle injury suggested it could be hamstring, It could be out for a little while we'll find out more tomorrow no doubt but meant that uh, Takumi Minamino came on uh, yeah. and played his uh, first game in the Premier League it was an interesting one for him wasn't it because he came on came on, played in the, the manny position on the left where we, we'd expected him to then play in the second half but in the second half for a large part of it he was playing in the right of the midfield three
3: Yeah I'm not really sure where where he was meant to be playing by the end of it, it was a weird one and I thought he I thought Klopp could have done him a favour and left him on the bench couldn't he could have put Divock Origi on like for like almost even though I think Origi might be slightly better down in the middle rather than thrown on Minamino who not really sure where his best position is at the moment he plays and played as a number 10 for Salzburg plays as a number 9 for Japan we'll see where he's going to fit in at Liverpool thought it might have been a more gentle introduction maybe like Southampton. But he was thrown in, he had a little bit of a go. It was always difficult for him coming in. Such an intense game on his, his Premier League debut, but he'll have better nights, I'm sure.
2: Just one final thing Manchester City watching this, do you reckon they were just thinking, oh, flipping heck, when that goal goes in at the end? Yeah,
3: yeah. They've seen a potentially 14 point lead, just, just bumped up to 16, just taking a little bit further away from them. You know, Liverpool win these next two games.
1: That'll be it for me. Paul Gorst and Ian Doyle with their take on the win down at Molyneux here on post-game. Of course, Sadio Mane having to go off with a suspected hamstring injury in the first half with Takumi Minamino coming on for his Premier League debut. There was, though, no doubt by the end who the Reds fans were singing for as Bobby came up with the goods. Firmino, the match winner for the Reds and plenty of happy Reds in our Blood Red podcast Facebook group as well, following on from the win at Molyneux. Eric Belt writes, fortunate to walk away with three points, some of the most uncomfortable 20 minutes or so I've seen this season, but the quality of Mo and Bobby shines through. See, si, senor. David Taylor replies, saying titles are earned and not just handed over. Another three points earned tonight. You'll never walk alone. Matthew Jones says, I don't know where to start with that. Not our most fluent best going forward, but one of the results of the season, given the way the game played out, dug in and came away with the three points. Incredible attitude, fitness levels and composure at the end to take our chance and see the game out. Tough game for Minamino to come into, but it will have done him no harm going forward. And Robin Nicholson says, even game where we showed our experience and confidence at the end. Fair play to Wolves, but keep going. The skipper truly deserves to lift that trophy. Don't think you'll hear anyone here disagreeing with that statement, Robin. Well, up next, we'll hear what Jurgen Klopp made of it all.
0: The post game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Jurgen and what was tonight and being able
4: that quality the game, some of what the team is about to be. Yeah. Um <clears throat> that was we be, knew be before, we said it before I and mean, rightly so it'll be a really a really, really tough game. Everybody knew it pretty much, but Wolves is doing so unbelievable well. They're so different to everything else you face during a year. How Nuno sets it up is just it's really good, so we replaced since we played here last year. He played three he replaced, I think three, four players, not replaced them, but now Sizes is in, the Donka is in, where Bennett and Bully played. Um so many and way now, and that makes obviously he's in a moment I would say pretty much unplayable. I said it now a couple of times, it's still true. Um He's not only the winger anymore, he's now <laughs> keeps the ball, holds the ball, and um sets up goals, obviously. So and that makes it so difficult. So the way they defend, and then each ball you lose is a is a is 100% a counter attack and uh, a half a goal. But for that they had not too many chances of that. They had uh, they scored a goal, super goal. They had a really big one, I think, with Ali Safe. Maybe I forgot now or not. I am not sure. But I, I but I forgot ours as well. But I think we were four or five times in, uh, in a one-one situation with the goalie. So there we could have scored. We scored our wonderful goal after a set piece. But again, not the second, not the third, means everything is open, um, and then it gets intense, and that's where they scored another five to ten minutes, Wolves' time. Then we could calm the game down again, controlled it. Wolves felt intensity now as well, and now we had again these chances. I think Mo again, Bobby alone in front of the goalie, and then. Yeah, a worldie I would say from Bobby that was then a super, super, super goal. But that we have that we have this that we can control the game again and that we have the set piece and that we have still then pressing situations, that we have still maybe a counter press situation that gives the boy the opportunity to stay in the game because um yeah that's what you need. It's not only hard for us, it's hard for the opponent as well. I think the two teams pretty much who played most football so far. Um, um, um played against each other, so nobody had an advantage, nobody had a disadvantage. So I'm really, really pleased, how you can imagine.
1: Where does that calmness come from?
2: As Well, well it's not
4: that calm. I
2: well, I'm, I'm thinking about in the, in the build-up to that final goal, because you've got most skill on the edge of the box. ball, eventually so the ball through and then Firmino's touch
1: and finish
4: come on, the boys scored one or two goals so far in their career but it's, um, this ball can go wide in the stands and then we know the sound of that, uh, when, uh, we saw these things now. How I said, that we have different options to score a goal gives us the opportunity to, to stay in the game, it does mean each corner, if, you have, if, you get, if we can produce a corner it feels good for us, it feels not so good for the opponent because something could really happen because we are good in that. Um, these things. You only have to calm the game down again. And this was, that was what what was needed. But the, the goal they scored was a counter attack. We were 1-1, it's a counter attack. That makes not too much sense. So, how I said, It's we don't go perf- for perfection. We go f- for a perfect reaction if possible. That's what we try to do. We, we really um, fight back in difficult situations in the game. That's what the boys did as well, again. And so. Um, yeah, we won the game, which is really unbelievable.
0: Hey uh, Jürgen, uh, you describe your emotions when Sal scored on the weekend. What was your overwhelming emotion tonight when Flamino scored the win? And also, uh, how do you feel about Henderson, uh, the uh, headed goal, and the score many with his head? You know what it brings as a to this team, but
4: also with the goal tonight. I don't know anymore what I felt. It was more joy than last time because I'm not sure exactly why. You cannot you cannot? Um, I cannot decide about my emotions. Obviously, um, yeah. Hendo. It was uh, again last week. I said, "Born on the training pitch, at the corner." This week again. Now Hendo is the 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 guy. We didn't. I'm not sure since when Henry is involved in offensive set pieces. Usually for most of the time he was protection. So now we found a way to involve him as well and that he scores that goal is obviously incredible and it's just another sign for his outstanding shape in the moment. Um played an unbelievable game tonight again, in a difficult game where I Need he's really shouting at everybody. Um uh, pretty much keeps everybody on their toes. It's not about shouting, it's about what you say. It's about he asks us from him, but he only asks for things he expects from himself as well, so it's nothing he doesn't have to run for me or do this or that, so it's just good yeah we cannot we couldn't be in a situation we are without these kind of characters
1: but, uh, what's, uh,
4: what's my yeah and don't know don't know exactly it's probably muscle, so he felt something in an armstring um, we don't know yet, obviously we have to wait, um but we don't know. We'll see. I think it was an easy introduction for Minamino you know, to come and play at that sort of moment. Um, how what, what's your impression about Super. So, look, we have the situation that Sadio goes off. We, okay. um, we played tonight slightly different to what we do usually. We have to be defended in a 4-4-2 and we have played offensive in our normal system. If now Diff is coming on, who would deserve it 100 per cent because it's in incredible shape? It's really very offensive very early in the game. Um, Taki had now, I think, two three weeks training with us. Played different it gave, it, um, positions in in training at least. Played centrally in the FA Cup game. Now right and left wing. He can play that. He can. We need him, but he's not a winger in in this case. In in in, in this understanding, he's a, play, a player for between the lines. So Oxley had then to. Be a bit higher that we have still offers in behind, and we can still stretch the formation. So that and it was really difficult for Taki. He felt immediately calved, a full half time he had needed treatment. Um, hope nothing really could go through, so should be fine. Um, that was for the first Premier League game exceptionally well, and he's completely integrated and um, in the game in the team, and that's really good. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, <laughs> incredible shape, absolutely. But I, I, I expect. First of all, I expect that from Joe, and from today, I saw a few things um, he can do better. So um, I was sad if the boys would not be in the shape we are, they are, and we have no chance to, to to win football games in that league. Everybody wants to beat us, obviously. Normal. Um so they are all, and Joe as well, in an outstanding shape. But uh, he, like the team, has still thinks he can do better, like we can do a lot of things better.
1: Yeah, do you feel pressure this season uh, compared to last season when it was back and back every game? Does that give you um, less pressure? Do you feel less
4: pressure? when was the pressure now higher last year, this year? Or what? So you, human beings are like this. I don't think about it. I had to ask him exactly about the amount of points. That's the truth. I really forgot it in the week. Over oh, the week, what the number of games? I didn't think about it. I know we play Sunday's, Cruisbury, I know we play Wednesday, West Ham, and I know we play Saturday. That's three games in seven days. That's a lot. We lost tonight, Saudiomani. That's what I think about. That's the pressure I have. All the rest is no pressure. All the we wanted to win football games in when did I come? Two thousand. Whenever I arrived here in October a few years ago, so we wanted to win. We wanted to win football games. So that's the pressure. Yes, I feel that. Apart from that, nothing. It's just football.
1: Jürgen Klopp speaking after the two-one win over Wolves at Molyneux. Pressure pressure first of our fan contributors now on post game is simon donnelly tells us what he made of the match liverpool have
5: just beaten wolves 2-1 away from home with a late winner by bobby um that was possibly the toughest game we've faced all se- all season i think um i thought overall on the scheme of things we were probably lucky to get the win but this is how you win league titles, as I've said quite a few times this season. I thought Wolves were excellent. I thought in Adama Traore, they've got a, a player, an outlet, who will cause damage against any team, who um, will cause problems against any team. He's like he's like a steam train and he's so fast. And so um, it looks like this season, more so than last, he's finally got his eye in and is sort of his final ball from the touchline is a lot better. I'm not just saying that based on tonight's game. I've watched him all season because I do like him. I happened to notice a bit at the very end of the Wolves game, at Anfield, at Anfield, um, Jürgen Klopp came straight on the pitch and went straight over to Traore and give him a hug and whispered something in his ear. It wasn't a very noticeable moment, but I noticed it and I just wondered what he was saying and whether he's a fan of the player. He gave him a little hug tonight as well. Um... He's a bit of a loose cannon. He, he sometimes goes missing a bit, but I wonder is he the type, is he the type of threat, type of player that Jürgen could nurture and, and, and make into a world-beater, as he does so often with players. I wonder if he got his eye on him. But uh, we did what champions do tonight. We um, defended deep. We delved into the well and, and kept the ball out of our net under immense pressure from Wolves and managed to sneak a winner late on. To carry on our run, carry on our advantage at the top of the Premier League. Nice rest now, playing a few of the kids at the weekend. Then I think a blank weekend after that, give Sadio a chance to, to get himself sorted after his injury tonight. To juggernauts rolling on, I'm starting to believe, come on, you Reds.
1: Adama Traore certainly was a thorn in the side of Liverpool. That much is fair to say. we back into our Blood Red Podcast Facebook group. And Keith Tolson says, Another game we've not quite been at our best, but still managed to get the win. Never say die spirit at this club is unreal. Now I'm sold... We're going to win the league. Hashtag, you'll never walk alone. Paul Flanagan says fantastic three points against a very good Wolves side. A few players looked a bit tired and had off nights, but we held it together, stayed strong and finally got that second goal. Hendo's awareness and urgency to find Bobby for the goal was brilliant. We showed the difference tonight between us and City. They wouldn't have won this game. The boys can now put up their feet and the lads who haven't played so many minutes can step up at Shrewsbury. Keep going, Red Men. And David Elverson says the absolute mentality of this team under pressure, but never pressured. Well, back to our regular contributors now, as Matt Whitty has his say.
0: Wow, that was tough. I thought uh, first half was uh, was even. I thought we probably uh, we probably shaded it. Um, uh, but uh, there was a bit of a turning point. I thought when when Manny went off, I thought we we looked a little bit sluggish on the on the counter attack um and yeah didn't quite have the have the pace uh, minamino had a lovely i think his second touch was to flick it past one of the wolves players i wasn't really sure whether he meant it or not uh, but uh it, uh, if he did, it was a lovely touch. Um, if it wasn't, he uh, he, uh, he covered it covered it well, and uh, yeah. But uh, I, th- I thought he struggled to uh, to get in the game a little bit, and he he sort of didn't certainly didn't look the uh, the live wire that we'd uh, that we'd seen when he was playing for for Salzburg. But uh, that's only to be expected uh, this early on, and he's he's not been with the team for for that long. Um, and I thought there were a few uh, a few uh, um, mediocre performances tonight, really. I thought uh, Traore uh, gave Andy Robbo a really hard time at left back um, getting in behind him and it really caused our defence quite a lot of problems with um, Van Dijk having to come out of position to, to cover um, in behind and uh, that was where Wolves got their, their equaliser from it was a very, very good header by, by Jimenez after a, a cross from, from Traore and uh, we missed a few chances uh, Salah had a had a good one saved and Firmino had a good chance saved as well um when he perhaps could have uh, just lifted a little bit past uh, Patricio but uh but that wasn't to be and as we have done so many times this season we found a way to win and it was Firmino again with another crucial goal it was a brilliant finish it was a the first touch to just find himself uh, the extra the extra space took a couple of defenders out of the of the game with that touch and then he just lashed it um, into the far corner a brilliant finish and a uh, uh, another another win um i say a big three points uh, it 's nice to keep the run going and um, we we have got that we have got that big buffer so um i think even if we you know had have, had have, had have drawn that game it would have been far from um, Far from the the worst result in the world, and we've got to uh, got to keep telling ourselves that a bit when um, when it when it eventually does happen, but it hasn't, so uh, we don't need to worry about that. And we're up to sixty seven points, which is astonishing. Twenty two wins from our first twenty three games. I mean, and it's just. Unbelievable! Um, it's a joy to not to watch. Tonight was harder than uh, than most of our games. I thought it was our hardest game of the season. I thought um, we've had a couple of other tough games this season. Uh, Chef, Chef United comes to mind, um, but this was this was harder than that, and with a with a, with much more of a threat. And we're through it. To another one down. Uh, we've finished playing them for the season. They're they're a really good side. side wolves. Uh, they can feel count themselves a bit unlucky, but uh, yeah, we've done it again.
1: Matt Whitty here on post-game and back finally with a few last words from the Blood Red podcast Facebook group tonight as Adam Mummer says, Goal and assist for the captain. Another win for Liverpool. If you can't see the value of Bobby Firmino, I can't help you at this point. Up the unbeatable, resilient, never-say-die Reds. Robert Hall says three more points. 67 from 69. Absolutely insane, but what more do we expect? This team just keeps on going, should be sponsored by Duracell. I've worried about this game for a couple of weeks, worried about this more than the United and Spurs games, but I shouldn't have worried. When needed, we step up a gear and score the goals we need to win games. This is the most relentless form I've ever seen from Liverpool, actually, from any team. Nobody holds a candle to this club right now. City in 2018 wasn't this effective. Maybe more destructive, but not as effective. We're going to win the league. Well, don't forget, ahead of the weekend, Friday's Blood Red podcast will be with you ahead of the FA Cup action away at Shrewsbury on Sunday. The last word, though, tonight here on post game, goes to Daryl Fink, who rather delicately writes, Dear Wolverhampton, you played an amazing, brave game. Against any other team in any other league, you would have won that game. Unfortunately, you ran into a team of destiny. Thank you for adding another beautiful memory into our growing list of history-making performances. Signed, a red-coloured dreamer
0: you've been listening to the post game podcast on the blood red channel